Welcome to the Divinely You podcast, as well as Sarah Divinely You on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh, there's so many people watching these videos and subscribing, and I'm so appreciative. I'm so thankful. I love it. I love, I love that people are loving what I'm doing. Um, so I've kind of shifted my programming. I was doing like a lot of coaching stuff, and I've shifted to mostly speaking to a blind audience or speaking to people who support blind audiences or blind communities. And I'm thankful for all of it. Um, I am just, it took so much to get here. So um, I'm really thankful for where I'm at and what I'm up to and what I'm doing and what I'm providing and, and all of that. And so um, thank you so much. Please keep sharing, please keep interacting so that like I can, you know, I guess the more you interact, the more it kind of boosts how people can find me on YouTube or whatever. Um, so, okay, so today I want to kind of, I want to debunk a stereotype and I want to talk about um, emo, kind of an intro to emotional intelligence, uh, empathic, I kind of get to talk about Star Trek a little bit um, because Deanna Troy. Um, um, and what else? So let me, let me, here's the, the stereotype that I want to debunk or bulldoze. Uh, as always, I'm looking for my chapstick. You'd think that I would do this before I start recording. Nope. That's never probably not going to happen. So let's all just be okay with that. Okay. Um, so, uh, so the, the myth, the myth, the stereotype that I want to debunk is the stereotype about people with disabilities, uh, throwing temper tantrums during tantrums. Okay. It's I've seen it in movies. I've seen it in real life. And the, there's this whole idea that people who are disabled throw toddler tantrums. I want to debunk it because number one, yes, we do. Number two, even non-disabled people throw temper tantrums. Ask anybody who did coaches training program within the same program that I did. All of us threw a temper tantrum in the hotel lobby at some point during our coaches training program. And why is it important to debunk this? So <clears throat> one thing that I've learned during my journey of emotional intelligence and understanding and honoring myself as an empath, which means as an empath, I'm someone who feels emotions from other people, okay? And I, sometimes I feel it for an individual person. Sometimes I feel it for a lot of people in the collective. So like, every, like, I feel like everyone's feeling grief or everyone's feeling sadness. And I take that in, right? I feel that even if I'm not sad or I'm not grieving, I feel that from other people. Okay. This is why I get to talk about Deanna Troy, because if y'all ever watch Star Trek Next Gen, you know that Deanna Troy would sense, they would say she would sense what people were feeling, right? So you can tell when you're around somebody and you're like, dude's got some bad juju. Well, man, that person has such lovely energy or whatever it is, right? You can sense that around. That's exactly what Deanna Troy. Now, I do believe she took it a step further and she was a telepath. Uh, I'm not saying that I am or am not at this point. I've never like telepathically communicated with anyone, but I'm not saying that I've not done it in my dreams because who knows, but I want to, I'm going to leave it at empathic. So we feel, we can sense other people, right? Even if we don't call it empathic, 
that's what we're doing. Similarly with compassion, right? Compassion is feeling what other people are feeling as well, or like experiencing it. I have had moments of compassion wherein I have had like an excruciating headache for no explanation whatsoever. Excruciate. I remember a headache so bad that I literally crawled up the stairs in my apartment because I was in so much pain. Um, like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't anyway. Um, later I found out that a friend of mine's wife was experiencing some pretty insane emotional, um, shit at the time that I was experiencing this massive headache. And so whatever she was feeling emotionally, I was feeling physically that's compassion. Okay. So sometimes we experience other people's emotions. So what I want to debunk is that number one, it's okay to have temper tantrums because you have to move emotions through your body, through and out of your body. Right. And if that means that you have to lay in a fetal position on the floor of your house, on your bed, wherever, and sob and cry, that's what it is. I choose my workouts sometimes based on the emotions that I'm experiencing because I have to move that emotion through my body because what happens when we store emotions or we keep a hold of emotions because we're taught not to show our anger because God doesn't like it when we're angry. Okay. I don't mean to frown on God, but God's okay with you being angry and pissed off because you're, you're allowed to be that way. But I feel like there's this whole like stereotype that like, we're not allowed to be angry. We're not supposed to be pissed. We're supposed to bless and thank it. When y'all get into this work, it is not sunshine and rainbows all the time. You have to experience the dark shit in order to get through to the other side to where there are sunshine and rainbows. Um, just over this last month, I have really been going through some pretty dark emotions uh, sadness, heartache, anger, all of the things. And God bless all of the people who supported me through that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're watching and listening to this, <laughs> thank you. I love you. I've never felt so blessed and supported. Um, but it was really dark and it was a dark space to be in. So you're allowed to have your emotions, get yourself to a safe location where you're not projecting your shit onto other people. You know, whether that means your room or your house or your closet, I go in my closet um, because I share a small space with someone else. So I tend to go in my closet um, and then I do what I need to do. Cry, I journal, I yell, I uh, dictate. I do yell into my dictation. I do that a lot. And that way it like shows up and I see it and I'm like, I got it out of me. Okay, good. Um, maybe it's the type of music that you listen to. I'm not a fan of dance music, but I have started to fall in love with the spiritual dance music from the Leo King. I don't listen to it all the time because it's just not my jam. Um, but occasionally it feels really good to just move my body to the rhythm of that music. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm into, I, I'm into 80s rock and that's about as far as I go. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of like taste in music, to be honest with you. Um, so I want to talk about this because I feel like uh, somebody, I mean, it's been mentioned to me multiple times in the past couple of years by coaches, um, by people, you know, just people that I'm chatting with or whatever, that like, I don't physically see, right? So my left eye has partial vision. My right eye is a prosthetic, but we have this third eye in the middle of our forehead, and it's our connection between 
this world and the spiritual realm. Okay. And so we get to see things that other people don't see. This is part of our gift is that we get to see what other people don't see. Um, I just think that should sink in for a minute. We get to be with and understand things that other people don't. That was a weird noise. I don't know what that meant. Did I get a text message? I mean, everything should be turned off, but. <laughs> um, so I think that it's important for us as a blind community to understand that we're not just feeling our emotions, we're feeling other people's emotions. I recently recommended to someone, I recommend therapy to everyone because I think like having somebody to talk to, I therapy and coaching, because I think having someone to talk to and having someone objectively hold space for you or like listen to you while you just dump all your, all your everything. I think it's that important. And I think it's that important for people, especially if I think that they have the slightest bit of empathic capability because it's, and if you're, and, and so I had recommended to this person because they live in a house with several people. And I was like, you know, I was like, I really think you should get a therapist. And they're like, no, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. And the thing is, is that it's not about being not fine. The thing about having a therapist or coaches or other people that you talk to, the, the thing about that is that, um, It's somebody to hear you say what you're feeling. It's a person who can hold the space and be a container to hear you. And whether that means like, you're like, I feel angry and I don't know why. A, maybe it's not your anger. And B, if it is your anger, maybe it's something that you don't want to address or bring up or, you know, you don't want to process through. Um, let's see, how else can I say this? Oh, I know what that noise was now. Facebook's on the background. Um, I feel like this is such an important aspect because what I see with a lot of blind and low vision folks is that we tend to be a little more sarcastic or we tend to be a little more jokey or like, um, we, we, I don't know, we have this like sort of, uh, what am I trying to say here? And I think not unlike some of our top comedians, right? Like we often hear that comedians are funny because they don't want to deal with their shit. Like Robin Williams had a severe mental illness, right? But he was funny. Um, and there's been other comedians who that's been said about where they, they're funny and they're famous for being a comedian, when in reality, they are super sad or they are, you know, devastatingly depressed or anxious or whatever. Um, if you guys don't remember D the band Duff Leopard, uh, that one of their guitarists, Steve Clark, the man who died in 91, I want to say 1991, somewhere in there, uh, he had severe stage fright. 
right? And he hid it with drugs and alcohol. So we sometimes hide in behave, we hide in, in um, escapism behaviors so that we don't have to deal with what's coming up, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing. And so why am I bringing this to y'all as a blind community? Because I feel like sometimes, especially I, I feel this for myself. So maybe you're resonating with this and it's, it's, you're hearing this and you're like, Oh shit, this is totally me. This is me. I sometimes like will wake up one day and I'll be like, I feel like I'm grieving. And I'm like, what am I even grieving? I have nothing to grieve. And sometimes I do. And I do grieve every little loss that I have, even if it's a small one. So it doesn't have to be like a death or, you know, whatever. I grieved a lot of losses in 2000, in 2020, because I had a lot of groups that were turning, you know, that, that I couldn't participate in because I was unwilling to comply. And so I grieved all of those losses. I've grieved friend losses. Those people are still alive, but I've grieved the loss of them because I'm no longer allowed to communicate with them, according to them, not me. Right. And so, but sometimes I feel like I'm grieving something or I'm super sad about something and I can't put a marker on what that is for me because it's the collective and we're in this time and space where like emotions are high because if you are the slightest bit empathic, you're feeling what a lot of other people are feeling and they're not able to maybe contain it or experience it or express it. So it's coming out by way of other people who have worked through, you know, who can feel it for them, so to speak. Right. So I hope this is resonating to me. This is so important. This is, it's so important to talk about emotional intelligence because the more I have learned to process and be with my emotions, the more I see my triggers every single time, every time I turn, I just saw one the other day, a pattern popped up right in front of my face. And I was like, shit. And I immediately went to my coaches and I'm like, this pattern has been repeating. It's in, and, and my coach knew the pattern all too well. And, and she's like, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna break the damn pattern. I'm going to stop DMing the person because I need to give myself space to be with the trigger for myself. So when you hear like when you're triggered by something, when you hear people being like, I'm triggered, I'm triggered. That's because there's work to do. And anytime I'm at the point now where anytime I see work to do, I'm like, let's dive in. <laughs> Because the more, I'm, the more karmic clutter I can clear from my own state of being, the better I can show up here on these videos every damn day, even if I'm in the thick of going through, you know, whatever I'm going through to clear whatever energy I'm trying to clear, I still get to show up because I'm doing the work constantly. So I feel like there's a good place to leave it. Um, you guys, I'm having so much fun doing these videos and thinking about what to talk about every day and kind of just, you know, every day I've kind of got a note card hanging out and like, what should I, you know, think about what am I going to talk about? And it kind of comes through. So anywho, um, so yeah, links are below to the Facebook group. It's now called, uh, what did I call it? Blindness Outreach Resource Network Reborn. I don't know. I'm playing with titles. I'm playing with however this just kind of keeps rolling out of me and see where it's seeing what lands. And so far it seems to be landing with people. So that's great. Uh, so links below for the group, links below for my PayPal. If you want to donate to the publication of my narr fictional narrative, um, I have excerpt two below. 
there's a playlist with all of the ex excerpts on YouTube if you want to check those out. Um, and all the other videos about everything are below. What else is below? PDFs. There's links to PDFs if you want to check out that. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Divinely You podcast as well as Sarah Waggle or Sarah Divinely You on YouTube. Um, and I'm going to leave it there for YouTube. And there we go. Stop recording now. In